0: It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insights, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda.
1: Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. This is one of my favorite things to do all week long, so I look forward to it. It's uh, We try to do it live Tuesday nights at 7 and technical difficulties usually have us going on around seven fifteen. <laughs> so, welcome to two thousand nineteen. We're trying to make it all work. We have a really exciting guest, and we're going to bring Maria Turco on in in a second. So, Maria is interesting. Just met her a couple of weeks ago at a franchise conference in New Orleans, and she has a concept that I love because it's all about wellness. And if you all know me, I'm, I'm I try to be into wellness after I eat my chocolate cake. Maria is a fitness industry expert, a speaker, a writer, a consultant. She's a turnaround specialist in business and an entrepreneur. She's founded several companies, including Ana Yoga, one of the nation's fastest growing high quality yoga franchises, high quality being the key term here. Her company's revenues combine in excess of 10 million, which is higher than I could count. So um, (laughs) she's been featured in... In many magazines and on the cover of uh, fitness industry publications, her achievements also include all different aspects of strategy planning. And she holds several industry credentials, including the 500 ERYT yoga certification, which I'm going to have her explain that in a second. And she's a warrior against sedentary lifestyle and light worker. Um, which is another cool thing I want to talk about. She's continuously helping her colleagues and clients optimize profitability and mission fulfillment in their franchises and their other businesses outside of franchising as well. I want to welcome Maria Turco. Maria, are you there?
0: Yay. Yes, Tom, I'm here. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having this is so me. Cool. <laughs>
1: this is so great. This, so Maria, if when you get to meet her someday, she's just a pocket of energy and so Everything is great. Everything is positive. She's just sunshine in the room. So I loved meeting you in New Orleans uh, back at the franchise Conference, and uh, that was a great time. Yes, it was. So how did we get to this yoga franchise? How did you do this?
0: So I've always been in fitness my entire life, and as a turnaround specialist for health clubs, I'm always learning and, you know, just like you, reading books, always want to learn more, do more. And about 10 years ago, I went through my yoga teacher certification. And I remember sitting in the room during the philosophy part of it and thinking to myself, this is amazing. And I started to look at all the industry research and I started to see how yoga has grown over 50% in the last five years, every year. And I saw the opportunity to change people's lives in an amazing way. So. You know, we're always fit with our bodies, but being fit with our minds is a whole another level of fitness. And yeah. that's what, that's what yoga brings. So that's that's why I got into it.
1: I also like the fact that you make it easy and accessible for people like me who don't really know what yoga is. You know, we hear about it and we're like, "Oh, you know, that's what Sting does, but I'm not Sting." You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that that's um that's important to me in the way you do that and and the way you teach it to your franchisees. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: it has to be beginner-friendly, right?
1: It certainly does. And I have to ask you, so what is 500-ERYT yoga certification?
0: So 500-hour ERYT, is meaning, it means you, you go to school for 500 hours and you get the highest accreditation according to the Yoga Alliance, which is the national standard for yoga.
1: Oh, very cool. And where are you based? Where's the franchise home office?
0: We are based in Princeton, New Jersey.
1: Very nice. Very cool. We have some good friends right outside of Princeton now. Yoga is definitely, you know, on the move in a very big way here in the United States. What in in your opinion now is is kind of the biggest obstacle or, or is there like big competition or something like that that you're trying to kind of navigate?
0: Well, the biggest obstacle is people are still intimidated by yoga. They think it's for, just like you said earlier, the stings of the world, right? And so the biggest mm-hmm. obstacle is really, you know, people making time for themselves, understanding that, um, you know, if they take time, they'll be more effective and efficient in their lives and that they can do this, you know, and that it will bring them great joy and mo- more productivity. Um, and that's really, you know, 8% of the of the population is doing yoga now and that's growing every year.
1: That's amazing to me. What makes you guys different than the other gazillion yoga studios that are out there?
0: That's a great question, Tom. I think that a lot of yoga studios out there are all about go hard, go fit, young people especially. And um, what we do at Honor is we're about the fitness of the mind and the spirit in addition to the body. And we're also... We also cater to men and children. So you'll find family yoga, kids yoga, tween yoga. More men are participating in our yoga classes. We also have aerial and meditation, which is amazing. Have you ever been upside down in an aerial silk, Tom?
1: I it's try not to go upside down as much as possible.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, and it, it also gets the blood flow to the head. It combats depression. So there's a lot of health benefits to it. So those are some of the differences. Really? Yes, yes. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. So in uh, other countries, they take a lot of Prozac or, or in other countries, they don't take Prozac. In the US, we take a lot of Prozac. They hang upside down. So in a lot of countries, they, they do inversions on inversion tables and they're practicing going upside down a lot more than we are here in the US. So we should do it more often. It'll help with a lot of our um, mental illnesses that we have here.
1: I didn't realize that because I do have a, a really high-end inversion table at my house. There you go. And I, I have it you know, for back injuries from uh, riding motorcycles. I didn't realize that it had health benefits like that in, in a in a mental way.
0: Yes. That mm-hmm.
1: That is cool. So what do you think are people's biggest fears in starting a, a business like this?
0: So what I come across is a lot of people feel that they need to be a yogi in order to have a you know, a successful yoga franchise. And you don't really need to, you know, be a yogi. You just need to have uh, a passion for wanting to, you know, make a profit, elevate people. And you need to be a yoga enthusiast. You don't necessarily have to be a yoga expert to run this huh. business.
1: So, you know, I think what I'm hearing is that it, you really need people that are thinking about being a CEO and a CFO, not being a yogi.
0: Correct, right. having a passion for yoga but not necessarily an expert, right?
1: Yeah, it's and and that makes the best kind of franchisee, by the way, in in my opinion. Anyway, it you know if you if you are a yogi and you're trying to run a business with it, it you know being a yogi that's going to be difficult, and chances are you're going to hate yoga <laughs> by the time you get you know six months into it, you're trying to pay your mortgage with it, right? Um, So it's good, you know, for franchisees, the franchisees should let you be the yogi and show the way and they just need to, you know, run their day to day and learn yoga and enjoy it, but not be traveling to the ashram.
0: Exactly. Although a lot of our owners, you know, once they go through, they go through this process and they start taking classes more and more at their own studio. They go through teacher training. They start to get more and more involved because they just love, you know, the healthy lifestyle. So yeah, sit back, relax, run your business, take yoga classes. It's a really great living.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's not bad. Not not bad work if you could get it, as they say. <laughs> right. Uh, so, one thing I want to ask you is uh, just you know, basic business stuff about franchising. How many units do you guys have?
0: So we have 25, 10 that are currently open and 15 more in development, and we are gaining a lot of momentum. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, it is good. I've been hearing some really good things. So in the mail the other day, uh, I got virtual reality yoga glasses from from your company. Um, Actually, it's from um, the folks that are helping you grow your business over at Bodhi Tree. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, I mean, that's really totally cool.
0: Yeah, actually, that was Chris, Chris Myers' uh, invention, who's the, one of the partners and founders of Bodhi Tree. Um, he, he thought of this idea let's create a virtual experience to show people how yoga could be not intimidating and get them inside the four walls of Honor Yoga. So he flew out from Colorado. We had a lot of fun. We filmed this VR experience. So now people can, can see and experience Honor Yoga live through that VR.
1: All right, let me stop right there. So if someone wants to get a free pair of virtual reality goggles to see the inside of Ana Yoga, how do they go about that? They
0: just email me, Maria, at HonorYoga.com, and I, um, we will make it happen.
1: <laughs> Maria, at com. That's Anna as in H- <laughs>
0: H-O-N-O-R.
1: H-O-N-O-R. <laughs> Anna Yoga, um, or Yogur, as we say in Brooklyn, but um,
0: <laughs> with the R at the end, right? <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: right, right, and everything with an R ends in an A. <laughs> if my mother could only hear me now, I would like to talk a little bit about your general entrepreneurial experience. Could you share a story that was kind of a negative, bad story that kind of gave you some insight into business that you learned from?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. So about a year. And a half ago, I decided to... Uh, You know, after opening about three studios and and franchising, um, I had bootstrapped this, you know, from the ground up. And, you know, heading into 2018, I I figured, hey, I built enough of of, of value in this. I want to sell a minority share to bring in more capital so that we can really accelerate growth of Honor Yoga. So I was putting myself in Honor Yoga out there. I was meeting a couple of different groups. I was looking for the right partner. And I was introduced to an investment group who happened to be all male by a colleague of mine who also had happened to be a male. And I thought that the conversation went well, but I really wasn't feeling what we call prana, which means like energy in yoga. So when I spoke with my colleague who had introduced me to the group and we're close, I asked him, I said, you know, is there any feedback? And he says, oh yeah, great feedback. They love the concept. Um, You know, they think it has a lot of potential. They love the numbers, but they told me between us boys, if they did invest, they would have to put in a male CEO. (laughs) So I, you know, I I remember where I was when I heard that my mouth dropped on the floor. I was at a hotel room in Atlanta, and I thought to myself, you know, you hear these stories, you know, about women and and being in business sometimes, and this whole you know discrimination thing. But I never thought it would happen to me, and I never experienced it. So you know, I felt a little defeated. You know, I I went I I remember I went to bed that night, and I was like, wow, we, we we really live in this world. But you know what? I got up the next morning. And I got on my yoga mat and I thought to myself, I'm going to repeat my mantras. You know, th- this is OK. This happens. Let it go. Let it slide off. And I did. And then a, a couple weeks later, you know, after keeping this positive mindset, um, an amazing attorney, Kevin Hine, he's a franchise attorney, introduced me to Anthony Palazzi and EP Franchise Concepts. And they invest mm-hmm. in em- emerging brands. So I met them. They were amazing. They invested in honor, and, and it's helped us really catapult our growth as well. So, you know, that's a that's a great um, – that would be my story of, you know, um, coming into franchising and trying to grow and, and hitting a little bit of a mental, you know, hiccup. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's so crazy. And, and you know, it's like this day and age. But, yeah, man, something – so many things have changed, and yet nothing has changed <laughs> in, in a lot of ways and uh it's it's a little disheartening i have to say in in a podcast i just uh actually put up um this past week i spoke with somebody who's an hr uh, expert who uh, we did a whole segment just on sexual harassment not that that was harassment but just understand kind of like what people's mindset is is like so weird man it's like get out of 1954 please right it's like <laughs> god that's a good story i didn't think you were going to come out with something like that that's amazing <laughs> really good stuff. So can you point to something that, you know, a great moment that you could point back to as a reason for your success now?
0: So there's a, I don't, there's a lot of moments that I think that, um, you know, lead to success. It's really not just one, you know, and, uh, you know, I think people sometimes think that entrepreneurs are like, hitting the lottery, it just happens one day and it doesn't happen that way. Right. It takes a lot of hard nope. work and it's a lot of, a lot of little moments, but i tell you last year, about seven months ago, I should say, um, you know, we had in a 45 day period where we awarded nine units, um, three multi-units. And I was like, this is, this wow. is great. Right. So I knew then that we really had something and the momentum was really going to start to build. Yep. That's awesome. And,
1: and it is, it is, it's kind of, You know, I hear the chatter around the franchise industry about it, about, you know, your particular brand. So it's exciting. Definitely exciting. What are you most excited about today right now in business or in yoga?
0: So I'm really excited about a couple things. We're doing this really cool uh, study with a medical professional on how uh, meditation helps to combat insomnia and there's millions and millions of Americans who suffer from insomnia and there's more and more research starting to come out. So we're actually running a research study uh, in, with some of our students on how meditation helps people sleep. They fall faster. They fall asleep faster. They stay asleep longer. And how yoga um, and meditation do that. And so we're we're almost complete with the study, and some of the results are already in. And it's it's amazing to see that people who couldn't fall asleep or stay asleep, who who have started a yoga meditation practice, are actually living you know, better, better lives because they're able to fall asleep faster and stay asleep more soundly. So I'm really excited about that, that we're doing right now.
1: That's awesome. That's a blessing right there. For sure. I think it's great. It just makes me think about something that I just read the other day about the drug Ambien. It was a, a motivational person talking about this and, you know, they talk about the story that you tell yourself has a, an effect on your everyday life, hence your, your mantras, right? Right. So I have my phone and different alarms on my iPhone set during the day for different mantras that I say. And So, I, you know, at 11 o'clock, it's one mantra. At 12 o'clock, it's another mantra. And it just – so it, it gives me a couple of minutes to take out and and stop and, and just focus on what's important. And what this person was saying is that, you know, it it's so true um and case in point is that the drug Ambien actually doesn't help you sleep and there's studies that show you know literally sleep studies where people take Ambien and it is a drug that gives you amnesia for the night and they have videos of people doing a sleep study they take Ambien they're up all night they're reading watching TV making food <laughs> And in the morning, they don't remember any of it, and they tell themselves, "Wow, I had a great night's sleep," and they have a great day because they think they slept well. Wow! When you when you re- when you think about that, you're like, "Wait a second, that is huge." When you really think about the implications of self talk.
0: Yeah, so, and they're saying now that not getting enough sleep is equivalent to smoking two packs of cigarette a day. So it's uh, it's really important. Yeah,
1: it, it really is, and you think about you know, the coffee fiends that we are in America and five hour energy shots and Red Bulls and all this stuff. It's, it's all because of that. People just aren't sleeping right. And there's, oh, maybe we could do a whole episode just on that. Maria. <laughs>
0: we could. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, I want to ask you this, well, what's one myth about franchising or about yoga that you would like to bust right here, right now?
0: So I think one bit about franchising, the people feel that they're going to lose their independence or their, you know, creativity or you know, their ability to run their own business. And um, you know, I was the very first, very first Crunch Fitness franchisee in the U.S., so I was a franchisee myself. And I remember people asking me, "Well," you know, you have 25 years of experience. Why are you buying a franchise when you can create your own? And I said, because, you know, I want a process that's proven and I want to join, uh, you know, a great group of people in a community so I can be more successful while still having the freedom um, to create and do things. So I think that that is a myth that people think that, um, you know, by by buying a franchise, am I really going to be able to be in business um, for myself? And I say, yeah, you're, you're in business for yourself. You're just not in business by yourself, you know?
1: Exactly right. So you, you're not a true entrepreneur. That's one thing that people get confused. I, I hate when people say, oh, you're going to be an entrepreneur and buy a franchise. It's not entrepreneurship, it's business ownership. Right. So there's, there's a difference. An entrepreneur is someone who, you know, runs with an idea and, you know, just, hook against crook whatever they're gonna make this work and um you know true like you know Richard Branson type style person but if you're a franchise owner you're a business owner and and you have the latitude to make the everyday decisions and you get the latitude to make the mistakes you just have a structure to work within which actually makes people a lot more successful than not
0: that's right you know it best
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I try to um I try to make believe that I do, but uh, <laughs> been around the block once or twice on it. Um, saw some good things, saw some bad things. So just try to sh- share my experience, right? Yeah. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received?
0: Best piece of advice that I've ever received is that if you want to grow in life, master what you do and then teach someone else to do it because the real growth in life comes from helping other people grow.
1: Love that! That's so true.
0: Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah,
1: that's a keeper. That's a keeper. Very cool. Are you um reading any books or anything like that that you would share with folks? That um,
0: I'm a bookaholic, so I could. I we could talk about this all night and long. I love reading, reading books. I love reading books. I, the last one that I read that I really, really liked is um, "Give and Take" by Adam Grant. Have you read that one?
1: Ooh, have not.
0: Okay, so Adam Adam Grant is 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 awesome. You, follow him on, on, on um, LinkedIn or Twitter. And so the concept of the book is that there's three types of people in the world. There's takers, there's matchers, and there's givers. Takers are people who usually have a quick rise to the top because they take from other people in order to gain their success. And he gives examples in his book. Matchers are people who say in life, you know, I'm only going to do something for you if I think that one day you'll do something for me. And then yeah. givers are people who elevate, who give, who, who um, create, and he actually goes to demonstrate in his book people who have been give- givers in their life, like um, Abraham Lincoln, and he tells all the all the great stories, both um, historical and modern age, of great people who are givers and have ultimately been the most sustainable risers to success. Um, mm. So it's a really it's a really great book, um, and I I love it. I recommend it.
1: Tell us the name again.
0: It's called Give and Take by Adam Grant.
1: Give and take by Adam Grant, available on probably Amazon, I believe. Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Is there any uh, business hack or internet resource that you love?
0: Uh no, because <laughs> I try to spend time with my family whenever I can. Um, no, I, I don't really have you know a business hack or internet resource that you know I I really love. Um, I I really like to be on LinkedIn. I think it's a great network. You know to um, uh-huh. get to know colleagues and um, and understand you know who you're working with. But other than that, I really don't have any great ha- internet hacks. <laughs> okay.
1: No worries. No worries. You're a yoga person. You're not a hack
0: person. <laughs> so
1: that's good. You wanna you wanna be in the vibration and not avoiding right. it. So that's a good thing. It's a really good thing at the end of the day, for sure. Is there um a parting piece of advice or guidance that you would give to folks listening?
0: I think I think the most important, you know, part of you know, success is is twofold is is really knowing what gives you flow and what gives you passion. Um for me all my life, it's been fitness. And, and recently in the last 10 years, it's been, it's been yoga and, you know, what is it that makes you happy? Um, and what is it, what is what kind of legacy do you want to leave? and thinking about your life in that way. Um, How do you want to be remembered? And, um, you know, when you take that last breath, you know, what is it that you want to feel? And then once you know that, I think that that's the hardest part of life. Once you know what that is, then the only thing that's holding you back is really, you know, fear. And, um, you know, educating yourself and learning and just driving at that fear and overcoming it is what's going to get you to that, you know, to that to that point of success and to fulfill that mission. So if I could pass that on to, to people out mm-hmm. there who are, you know, thinking, you know, I want I'm not really fulfilled in what I'm doing in my life and I want to feel fulfilled, um, to really kind of dig deep and and to find those answers and then go for it.
1: Yeah. I totally agree. My my book Magic of Choosing Uncertainty is about all that stuff. And uh I, I always share with folks, you know, one of my favorite things <laughs> People are like, you know, they call me, they want to buy a franchise, you know, because what I'm doing all day long is matching people with opportunities uh, in franchising, you know, all day long, uh, coast to coast, and been doing it for 14 years now. And people get really excited about, oh, my God, oh, my God, what franchise is for me, you know, and I, and I always share, you know, it's not, your, your final decision is not the choice between franchise A or franchise B, but your final decision is the choice between uncertainty or unhappiness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And most people choose unhappiness,
0: mm-hmm. and that
1: breaks my heart.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I, I am, you know, my mission is to try to help people choose uncertainty, like I did, and you know, quit a great job that I I, I had. I had a government job, and you couldn't get fired, but I decided to leave anyway and fire, you know, find my own purpose. And um, I didn't know where it was going to lead, but here I am now. And I don't think this is the end. I think there is more, and that's the exciting part for for me, anyway.
0: And I just added another book to my list. Thank you, Tom. I'm going to read
1: book. Oh. <laughs> All right. No, don't read my book. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no, no, no. You won't recover from that. <laughs> so, um, Maria, how, how can people get in touch with you? How could people pick your brain and website, please?
0: So, you can find me on LinkedIn, Maria Turco. Visit us at honoryoga.com. And we have information on there about franchising, or there's also a blog on me, or you can also reach out to me via email, Maria, So I look forward to to uh, to hearing from you. Yes, contact me.
1: Yes, for sure. So it's Maria Turco, that's T-U-R-C-O, correct? Maria Turco at honoryoga.com, and it's honoryoga.com for the website and uh, and LinkedIn. Just put in Maria, T-U-R-C-O. So, Maria, I want to thank you so much for taking the time and being on my podcast and, you know, just sharing your um, your wisdom is so great. I just love that. And coming from the place you're coming from, it's just special.
0: Tom, as we say in yoga, the light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste.
1: Namaste. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Thank you. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarter's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.